0: Excited for today's guest. Today, I have Sarah Bacon, who is a human design expert at High Deaf Humans, which is a company she started with her best friend to help people live their most vibrant, clear, and joyful lives. And I actually got a reading on my own human design chart from Sarah, and it was incredible. Like Sarah, what you do is amazing. And I got so much clarity from That reading, and it was absolutely amazing. So, at the end of this podcast, make sure you guys stay till the end because we have some special gifts to give away for you guys and codes and stuff like that, so you can get your own reading. But, Sarah, will you just introduce yourself, share your story, your background, and how you got
1: into human design? Yes, hi, Tori. I'm so excited to be here, and it's so fun to follow up after our reading from the other week. So, thank you for having me. Um, yes, yeah, so human design, I my background is that I like from a long time ago, I have always wanted to be in the field of kind of helping people. I always thought I wanted to be a therapist. I started getting my master's in marriage, family therapy, and then just kind of decided that being in school for that long wasn't for me at that time. And I'm actually very happy. I did shift away from that because I don't, as much as I totally believe in traditional therapy and think it's amazing. I have just gone down such a different path now with <laughs> my life. And so for a long time, I did Totally unrelated careers. I was in marketing for a long time and then had one of those kind of cliche moments where I was at that marketing job in a computer nine to five. And I was just like, this is not how I meant to live. Like, I know I have so much more to offer. This is not the best use of my time. I know there's something else I want to do with my life. And so I quit really not having a plan. Um, and so for a couple of years, I honestly was just kind of trying to figure out what that would look like. Um, and I don't know, just like hired different coaches and was a little lost, um, but was still enjoying this like really flowy life and just h- held on to the belief that there was something more out there for me and that I was meant to do more with my life and to deeply enjoy it and get to live this life that was like beyond my wildest dreams. And so then it was about, it was a little over a year ago that. I first heard about Human Design through a podcast, um, and I immediately went to look at my birth time because I was curious as to what my type was. I've always been into introspective, like self-assessment stuff, personal growth. Um, though I'd say I haven't like glommed on to like Enneagram or Myers Briggs. Like I've been interested in those, but I haven't really used them very practically in my life. I'd say as much as other people or even astrology. And there was just something about Human Design. Once I learned my type that really, really clicked for me and felt so affirming and made so much sense. And then I just noticed myself wanting to like consume all the information around it. And then when I, an opportunity came up to um, do a reader training program, I jumped on that like in quarantine and yeah, then I kind of, and that's what led me to where I am today.
0: Amazing. I absolutely (laughs) love that. And I love, I love that you realized, I think in today's world, there's a lot of people that are realizing that they're in their corporate job. I know that was for me too. And I was just like, I don't belong here. Like I yeah. it didn't feel good. It didn't feel right. And we're not, I'm not shaming if you're in a corporate job. I'm just saying like, have that self-awareness. If if you know that it is not bringing you joy in your life there mm-hmm. are so many other career paths that you can do. Like it is 2021 and the, there's the <laughs> internet and social media yeah. and there's so many <laughs> other career paths that you can bring in money doing something that you love. And mm-hmm. you don't have to just go to work for a paycheck. You can go to work and do work that is fulfilling and brings you joy and brings mm-hmm. you income. So I love yeah. that. I love that you are bold enough. I was not bold enough to just quit without a plan. But there are some people that are just like, I can't do it anymore. And I need mm-hmm. to get clarity and I need to get away from it, you know? Yeah, I don't I recommend that, that path
1: for everyone, but, yeah. I, <laughs> but it was right for me at the time. Mm-hmm. And I really did take a hit. Like I wasn't um, this, I hadn't saved up a ton of money. And so, but yeah, I just knew I couldn't, be, honestly, be there for like any longer, and I needed to make a shift, and I knew I'd figure it out because I was just so comfortable that I was like, if I don't get out now, then I won't make any changes. So I'm glad I, I, did. I, <laughs> I know what you're
0: saying about that because sometimes when it's just a comfy, cushy job, you don't need yeah. it, you
1: know, right? You're mm-hmm. like, oh, had all well, my it's fr-
0: not that bad, you know, right. uh-huh.
1: yeah, I wasn't miserable. Like, I know some people when I watch people who are like incredibly stressed out or like their health is suffering, I'm like, Oh my gosh, like you need to help yourself. But then also with this, it was like all my friends work there and like, it was easy. And yeah, I think all the shoulds in our brain sometimes get in the way of clouding, like that inner voice. That's trying to really tell us who we're meant to be and what we're meant to be doing. And it's so easy to fall back on like, yeah, but it's a steady paycheck and there's a 401k and I am not Mm -hmm. miserable. And, and so, yeah, I am really glad that I did, um, yeah, listen to that voice and finally do something about it.
0: It's hard to leave comfort. You mm-hmm. know, sometimes mm-hmm. when things are comfortable, it's hard to leave to go to that higher path. But I love right. that you're like fully embodying who you are. And mm-hmm. after getting that reading from you, I was just like, You were great. You are amazing. So oh, thank you. I want to dive in. I didn't know that story about you. That's very interesting. <laughs> so I, I want to dive into human design now because mm-hmm. I recently just started getting into it like A month ago, maybe, you know, (laughs) and like, and I heard it on a podcast Mm -hmm. and then literally the next day, Diana, our our friend, reached out to me and was like, "Have you ever heard of Human Design?" <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, I just started listening to this podcast, like it was just like so crazy. So, yeah, uh, so. and I also just started seeing it pop up a lot more. And I right. don't know if that's like the Tony Robbins law familiar, you know, or not law mm-hmm. familiar, but you know what I mean, like effect. Where I'm like, yeah. I get interested in Human Design now. I see it everywhere or if there's a real surge in popularity recently with human design. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to ask, like, what is human design for the people that are like, I don't even know what this is. Where did it come from? Where did it originate from? Um, I know it's not completely new. Like it didn't just come out in 2021, right? (laughs) Is is there a recent surge in popularity and what do you think caused that as well?
1: Yeah, for sure. So the, origins of it is that it started in the 80s around around the 80s um it was channeled to this man named Ra Aruhu and um it's pretty complex in that like I mean all this and very very detailed information was downloaded to him and then he spent years writing out the textbook um with a partner and um then he died actually kind of on the younger side but it combined the wisdom of pre-existing systems that were already in place. So it pulls from astrology because it's based off the time of your birth. It uses the chakra system, which is our different energy centers in our body. Um, it pulls wisdom from the I Ching, Kabbalah, and then quantum physics. So it's like while it's a newer system, I guess in the way that the 80s isn't that long ago, um, it you know it's built on these things that have been around for centuries. And it interestingly enough, I love this fact. It was actually like the the goal of it or the purpose for it was to be for parents to use while raising their kids because what it essentially shows you is your energy type and how you best exchange energy with the world around you and how to best utilize your own energy and then how you're like uniquely wired to make decisions or how to best learn and approach opportunities and so if you can know that from birth um obviously we all know that the fact like the concept that we're different, and we're wired. Like if you have siblings or whatnot, and you've noticed that even growing up in the same household, you can be so different from a sibling. Um, and so for parents to have that kind of w- wisdom to like nurture their child in their own unique giftedness would be this such a beautiful picture of like not layering on conditioning to them and telling them how they should be or how you think that they should be, but really just honoring how they were actually created. Um, but yeah, so that. I'd say like now we're, most people are learning it as adults in life. Um, And so to answer the question about like the surge in popularity, I think in general, like we've seen probably for the last 30 or 40 years, like it's ticking up, like people are interested in, in introspection, like therapy is becoming more mainstream. And then now though, like astrology and then like the Enneagram and all that stuff, like we're moving into a stage of life where people are so curious about like learning about themselves, healing things, like optimizing their lives, like being interested in spirituality. So it doesn't surprise me that these systems are gaining like more popularity. Um, But I just think everything is a tool. And if it helps you to become the most like authentic, highest version of yourself, that's all that really matters. And I do think a lot of people really resonate with human design when they learn it, because it should be so affirming to things you already know about yourself. It's not like some surprise and it is based off of the time of birth and not like a test you take or anything like that. So it's pretty amazing.
0: I love that. And I loved that you said that it's a tool to help you really become like the highest version of yourself, because I know with like, like the Enneagram or astrology and stuff like that, like those things can be used as a tool, which is the way I look at anything mm-hmm. that kind of like helps you discover more about yourself. as just mm-hmm. a tool to help you gain self-awareness so you can navigate more confidently, more freely through life. But then some people use it almost as like a pigeonhole. You know, right. oh, this yeah. is the way mm-hmm. I am, so I can't change. And yeah. I'm like, that. <laughs> like, it's not supposed to limit you. You know, it's supposed yeah. to empower you, which is why I love it. So I want to talk about, I never personally really resonated with Enneagram too often, or just like personality tests in general, Mm -hmm. because sometimes I feel like, depending on your state of when you go in and you answer these questions, like, Mm -hmm. you know, like, sometimes I feel like I'm an extrovert, but I'm like, I'm definitely an introvert, you know, but (laughs) it's like, sometimes when you answer these questions, like, I, I, I don't necessarily think it's like, Always super accurate. Where it's like, what the time of your birth, like that's unchangeable, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's not dependent on like the state that you are when you're answering this questionnaire. um mm-hmm. But I know the enneagram is popular, and some people use it, and they love it, and, they, and it, it's a tool that empowers them, which is amazing. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I wanted to ask. I know that you uh mentioned that the human design is something that encompasses all of these different things, like the chakra system mm-hmm. and kabbalah and astrology. But what really makes it, you know, like different than something like astrology or the Enneagram or Myers-Briggs like um can you dive into more detail because it is actually very very complex like when you look mm-hmm. into it more um and I know we're going to dive into the five different types but it is a lot more complex than just five different types you know yeah.
1: yeah yeah totally so I would say um yeah each system has their place and is like useful for different things I'm actually working on a post that like details all of that of like yeah, all the different ones and like, which one is right for you, depending on what you're looking for. But the, I'd say astrology is also very complex. If you get like, if you go really deep with it and you know, your rising and your moon signs on top of just your sun sign. Um, because, but that shows more like patterns as to where you're at in relation to, the world and like events going on and depending on like where the planets are. And so that's, it's always shifting and changing. So it's helpful to like identify where you're at in seasons and like the arch of your life and how that's playing out. The Enneagram is kind of about how you interpret the world around you and manage emotions and like in relation to other people. So I think the Enneagram is a very helpful relational tool, almost like you would, know like love languages and stuff like mm-hmm. so it's very good to know your partners and your family and your like friends Enneagram numbers if that's something that's of interest to you because it, it helps you understand how they might be interpreting like a situation or like how they would process something so and then Myers-Briggs that's a little bit more of like a personality typing like same thing like how people perceive the world or if they're introverted or extroverted so I you totally hit the nail on the head though about sometimes how those can then be pigeonhole people into things like, mm-hmm. or even I've seen in astrology, like there's so much negativity around, there's like so many negativity biases around certain signs or like, they're always like, Gemini's are crazy or blah, blah, blah. Um, and then like, you get this kind of, like, Oh no, is that how I am? And so I'd say the difference, um, again, all those things, I'm not even, I'm definitely not bashing any of those systems. They've been helpful to me at different points. Um, and I'm actually just starting to get more into astrology now that I am getting into like the depths of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but with human design, it's really about how to optimize your energy. And so it tells you if you're someone that like produces more energy and how to do that for yourself depending on what type you are or if you're meant to like help improve the the way things already are or um, but then it also shows you how you're best wired to like listen to your intuition and your inner voice and that's your authority and I'd say it's like it's most helpful for determining kind of how to approach your purpose in life and then um, also how you interact with other people though because it you're open knowing your open and closed centers is a really good way of like knowing what you can rely on in yourself or where you might be susceptible to picking things up from other people. And then it even gets into the individual like gates and channels, which are like your unique gifts and things that you really came into this life with to depend on that help you live out your purpose. So a lot of people won't even need this system and will already be doing that. Cause if you are just living, like you're someone who is very intuitive and who like is in connection with source or whatever you think of, like a divine inspiration, like you will probably naturally follow that path. And if you're someone who is living with like tons of a joy, joy, and feel like you're in alignment with what you're loving, like what, if you love what you do, then I would say that like human design might, it might affirm those things for you or like give you some insight, but it's really helpful for people who are like trying to get unstuck or trying to figure out what's next for them. Um, But yeah, I still use like, even if I'm on a path where I feel like I have more clarity, I use like my strategy every single day to figure out like what I'm supposed to engage with, say yes to, say no to, and it's been really, really helpful with that.
0: I love that. Um, Okay. So I want to dive into the five different types, Mm -hmm. just like generally speaking. And then where is the best place where people can just like go look up their type, like type it in. So that way I think people like should pause, go look Mm -hmm. up their type. And then as you go through it, you can explain it and people would know what their type is.
1: Totally. Yeah. So Jovian archive, um, J O V I A N archive.com is the one that I typically use. And so it's free. It's just, you go and like get your free chart and then you just need your your birth date, your exact birth time, um, which so you like do need to check your birth certificate for that, mm-hmm. and then your birth location. And then it will pull up your chart, which will look crazy. And it's like this circuit it board looks insane. of a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you so, look at it, you're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I think a lot of people really shut off when they see that. Um, cause like, oh my gosh, but they're really it, like at the top, it tells you your type, your authority, your profile. And there's so much out there online that you could just look up yourself. Like if you're just interested in knowing the high level of your design, like that's not hidden from people. Like you can go do that and figure that mm-hmm. out. It's If you, yeah, we're interested in like going really deep then a reading's helpful, but um, yeah, people should go I, look up their type.
0: Yes, go look up your type. So go Jovian Archive, go look up your type right now. And then Sarah's gonna dive into the five different types and just like mm-hmm. briefly, can you talk about like each strategy or- um, What's the, I know mine is frustration. What is that called? Like the, the not self. The, the not self, okay. Mm-hmm. So like the strategy and the not self of e- each type. So like briefly go over each one Um and and just know that it goes so much deeper. Like the five types are, are very important, but mm-hmm. it, when you do a reading, like when I did my reading with you, it went so much deeper, like with all of the different gates and all of that stuff. And that's where it really mm-hmm. gets specific and unique to each person.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah,
0: let's dive into the five different types, the strategy and the not self of each one. Um, and now people can pull up their their type and they can follow along.
1: Yeah. And similar, like, I mean, knowing your type is is so helpful, but since it's like, oh, there's only five types back to the, it's definitely not like all generators are the same. Like there's so much nuance and variations in charts that Like, for instance, you have a very defined chart with lots of gates lit up and um, as a generator, but then some people might have more open centers. So it's like this, yeah, it does go deeper than just the type, but it's still really helpful to know the high level. So, Mm -hmm. okay, so the five main types, um, for starters, there's the manifestors who make up about like 8% of the population. So they're a smaller percentage. And they're the initiators, so they're the ones like if you're almost picturing this like pyramid um, type thing where they're at the top and they're like the ones that set everything into motion. So they get these urges or desires from outside of themselves to like go start something. Typically and historically, they've been kind of the um, like the leaders of the <laughs> of countries or kingdoms and CEOs because they're just like, hey, I'm gonna go blaze this trail, and then it's up to everyone else. Like they're the cause and everybody else is the effect. So. Their strategy is to inform um, because they have these really strong, like powerful auras that can be um, like piercing almost to other people. And so it helps offset some of that um, like unclarity for for other people if they're like, I don't know which direction they're going to move in. So as long as manifestors are communicating what it is that they're doing and sharing that as they go, then that helps like disarm people and allows other people to either join in with what they're doing or say that it's not for them. And then their not self is anger. Um, And I'd say like the biggest tenant for manifestors is like, they are meant to be wild and free. Like they can't, they do not do well, like working under a boss or someone who's going to micromanage them. Like they need a lot of freedom and independence. Um, And then their signature is peace. So that's kind of like what they're, they're after is like, they, when they're like doing the things that they want to do and um, people are giving them the space to do that, that's when they'll feel like the most in, in line with their type. So then we move to the generators and the manifesting generators, which are very similar. Um, they have the same kind of like uh, style in the way that they're both energy beings, manifestors are energy beings too, which means that we actually create more energy with when we're living our life in a way that's in alignment with what we're supposed to be doing. So Generators and manifesting generators are here to, their strategy is to respond. So they're here to respond to things in their environment and decide like, yes, that excites me or lights me up. And that's their signal to proceed with that or to go after that. Or when something does not feel exciting to them. So they're ruled by their sacral center, which is like that gut, like excited feeling of butterflies when you're like, oh my gosh, yes, I want to do that. Or I'm so happy. Or like when you feel like you could be going all day long by doing like working on whatever that is that's your sign that like, yes, that's what, what is right for you. And you truly generate more energy for yourself and the world around you when you are doing the things you love. Um, the difference a little bit is that manifesting generators are, they can move a little more quickly and they're kind of typically they like to hop around to lots of different things. So they're a little more multi-passionate, like kind of all over the place, <laughs> but in a good way. Like, so that's hearing that for myself was really validating. Cause I think a lot of the times the world will be like, Oh, you need to pick one thing and stick with it or try this. And like, when we see other people like, so Gwyneth Paltrow or Jessica Alba, like they're manifesting generators. And so when we have examples of people who are like, Oh, I don't have to just be an actress my whole life, or I just work in corporate, like I can start a business or I can do this creative endeavor. And so it's helpful to see that and then get permission to know that that's right for you too. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, so the goal is to use your energy as generators and manifesting generators is to use up your energy in satisfying ways all day long. And so that's the signature is satisfaction. And then the not self is frustration. So that's kind of like when you notice that you're just like finding yourself frustrated with the tasks that you're doing all day or you're like not spending your time how you want to, that's just a really good sign to be like, oh, okay, something's off. I'm not like using the best of my energy. Where can I pivot? And find things that are more aligning for me and that light me up and feel good. And then we move to the projectors. And so the projectors are non-energy beings, which just means that they don't have a reliable source of energy to depend on. But, um, they're kind of like our wise guides and people who help improve the systems that we already have in place. So they're kind of, they're the ones that typically are very good with like, um, yeah, like organization or systems or being having new ways of thinking about things. And so it's really helpful. They actually say that projectors will be the new CEOs because they have this like high level way of viewing things. So they'd be really good at managing resources and saying um, almost like going about life with a little bit more of a feminine energy, like how do we best optimize and like nurture everyone in this system or in this company, rather than like a manifestor or manifesting generator, like driving everyone to work like nine hours a day because they're like, this is the way we're supposed to do it. And this is how I work. So how come everybody else can't do that? Um, So we need projectors and to like help guide us and um, show us better ways of doing things that we are already doing and it also doesn't, if just because you don't have your, you don't create more energy, it doesn't mean you don't have energy. It's just that they need to be more mindful and with protecting their energy and knowing like when to let themselves rest and that they don't have to keep up with the rest of the world. And so there, and then their strategy is to wait for the invitation, um, which just means that they do best when they're like honoring themselves for their gifts. And they're like, I know that this is something that comes so naturally and easy to me. And so I'm going to work on on this and like really just honoring myself and like, um, putting myself out there for the things I'm good at. And then that naturally will attract the people who are meant to find them and who need their services or their gifts of wisdom. And when they invite that out of them, that's when there's this like perfect, um, marriage of gifts and energy and like that, it goes together. Their signature is, um, success. Like they literally want the feeling of, I'm providing you with this, with my gifts and this service, and you are either like paying me for that or, um, benefiting from it directly. And so, yeah, it's just because then when they're projectors, since they might be able to see how to do things better, they can have tendencies to want to interject or say like, oh, maybe we should do this or whatever. Um, and when that isn't being invited or isn't well-received by other people, then there's this sense of bitterness, which is their not self, um, of just feeling like, oh my gosh, we could be doing this so much better. Why aren't you listening to me? And so it's just more about like waiting till you know, for sure that you're being really valued and honored for your wisdom and your opinions. Um, cause that's when that like, you'll best be exchanging that, that energy. And then lastly, we have our reflectors, which are very rare. They only make up like 1% of the population. And what makes them reflectors is that all of their centers in their body are completely open um, and undefined. And they are on a lunar cycle versus the um, solar cycle that every all the other types are. They're non-energy beings. Um, and they're here to truly just reflect back to the world and to their communities or businesses or families um, how we're doing on like a soul health level. Um because they act almost like this litmus test of like if a reflector child, for instance, is in a really unhealthy family or like a really bad school situation, they'll start to like be upset and be sick. And like, they just reflect their environments around them. Um, And so, yeah, they need to have, they need to be in like healthy environments and around people that are good for them, um, but they can really do whatever they want. Like, just because they are these more ethereal, like, light beings kind of they're not necessarily like on the outskirts of society like they can do so many different things um it's just that they're they have to be cognizant of and protective of their energy because it is so open but they're such a gift to the rest of us and um they're oh my gosh sometimes I actually forget they're not self I think it's um I'll look it up but their um signature is surprise um because they're not self is disappointment Um, that's right. Because they like to be doing, they like to be hopping around and like trying out different things and they don't do well with like staying in the same environments forever. Like they need to, yeah. Or having the same schedule. So it's all about like sampling different ways of being. Um, and then they have an interesting strategy. It's to wait for a lunar cycle. Um, which just means that when they're making decisions, they have to take a little, like especially, especially big decisions, like take their time and allow like a lunar cycle to fully play out, which um, just around 28 days because yeah, they live their life more cyclically. And so it's good for them to like, wait till they have more assurance and like, are feel clear on what they're supposed to be doing next. Um, cause they just don't move as quickly as, as some of the other types. So the dream would be that if everyone was living into the fullness of like how they were created in their type, we would have this picture of like harmony in society and everyone's gifts would be benefiting one another and so that's one of my favorite things about human design too is it's called the science of differentiation because it really is here to highlight how we were all created so uniquely and beautifully and that we need each other to be the fullest versions of ourselves for for things to go well
0: I love that okay I have a personal question yeah um because when you mentioned about like the not self and like you Mm -hmm. think that as a a gauge to say okay maybe you need to shift or change something and i i totally resonated with that i was like okay mm-hmm. like i understand when there are certain things that are like i've been doing something that's really just causing me a lot of frustration like instead of just trying to like power through it maybe i should look at something different or or see how i can pivot or switch and so i resonated with that and then when i mentioned it to my boyfriend he goes well isn't that just a sign for anyone that would be frustrated? Dude, regardless <laughs> of your type, like if you're frustrated, that would just be a sign for anyone to shift or pivot. And I was like, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> and so I wanted to kind of ask like
1: mm-hmm. how
0: you can really identify like for each type. I know you mentioned one was anger, Um, you know, then frustration for generators, manifesting generators. Um, I think you said disappointment or... Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the reflectors. So how, yeah. yeah, for reflectors. So can you really like dive more in, in like really busting that? Cause I, I resonated with that when you said frustration. And then my boyfriend was like, well, wouldn't frustration for anyone (laughs) Mm -hmm. be a a good indicator or sign (laughs) that you need to shift your pivot? I was like, Mm -hmm. I thought I understood this. (laughs) (laughs) That's a (laughs) great question. yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to ask about that.
1: Yeah. So I say like in general, so put human design aside, I think we we've learned that negative emotions or what we've labeled as negative emotions are such good indicators into having us like take a deeper look at ourselves and be like, okay, this is feeling is coming up. Like, what is it there to tell me? And so of course, we're all going to experience all those things. Like I experience all those feelings in a day. So (laughs) Mm -hmm. of like all the different not selves, but I what's really cool about human design is it does kind of customize things for you. So similar to how we all have a a form of like intuition or uh, like an inner voice, knowing your authority is like a specific, like how you are wired though to listen to your inner voice. And so with your not self, like I'd say it just is more like clear for that type. So like as generators and manifesting generators, and it's not necessarily, I think frustration is a confusing word at times because we all get frustrated and it's not so much like, oh, I'm frustrated that the traffic is moving too slowly or that like this, I jammed my foot. You know, like I think you could label that to a lot of things. Mm -hmm. the frustration is is it relates here to your not self is like when you find yourself feeling it's a frustration of energy so when it's like you're saying like you find yourself putting something off or you really don't want to do something or it's taking you hours to get through a task that's like maybe some people would love to do but you're like I hate this like I Mm -hmm. and that that's how you know it's a good sign that for you specifically like you could be using your energy in other ways or it's all related specifically to that type. So like the bitterness with projectors, it's like, that's a very specific feeling. I have several very close projectors in my life and they can confirm, like, they know that feeling so well of like, yeah, I'm annoyed sometimes when people don't listen to my (laughs) advice, but like, there's this sense of projectors feeling like, oh my gosh, like, why aren't they listening to me? Or like, why isn't this being better received? And so for them, that's a really like custom tailor-made sign to know that there's something that they need to pay attention into their own gifts and nurture that and um, where to pivot for them specifically. So I'd say it is like, yes, we can all use the different indicators in different ways, but in human design, it really is specific to like your type and helps you know when you're on track or not.
0: I love that. Thank you for clarifying that. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: <I> will... <laughs> that, was, that was very, very helpful. And you said it in,
0: in such a like very descriptive and helpful way so I absolutely love that and I wanted to ask can all types manifest (laughs) obviously I know that that this is the kind of like a rhetorical (laughs) question but you know like I think sometimes when you just have like manifestors as one type then other people are like wait can I not be a manifester or can I not manifest
1: yes that's such a good question I'm so glad you asked that because I think that's one of the (laughs) hesitations or like critiques almost of it, or if someone hears it, they're like, wait a minute. Cause I learned all about manifestation before I learned about human design. Mm-hmm. So of course, when you hear it, you're like, well, I yeah. <laughs> yeah, want to be a manifester. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but no, the names are not related to manifestation as we know it to be, and actually like a huge goal or purpose of human design. So it's the study of our energetic auras. Um, I'm a very visual person. So I like picturing like my aura around me and the whole goal of learning your human design and getting more in alignment with like how you were designed to create energy and expel that and then like receive it back is it's all about clearing out your aura so that things can come in more easily. And that's the things that are right for you, AKA manifestation. So I'd say all of this is like when you learn your type and can get better at embodying it, then it just naturally puts you on a path to manifest things quicker. Like, and I've noticed that so much too. Like when I've been able to move the things out of my way that are causing me to be frustrated or stuck, or I'm just not like that are not right for me, then it like clears up space for these things that are right for me to come in. And I've been able to manifest so much easier, like having that clarity. Um. So yes, all the types can definitely manifest and I think knowing your human design will help you do that even better
0: okay great yes because <laughs> I I think that can be a confusing thing because I learned about manifestation then I learned about human mm-hmm. design and I was like I'm a generator like ew yeah. I don't want to be the most common one and then you know I <laughs> think you're like I because people like want to be unique and special but then you go into your own it, like you gave me the reading and it got so in depth and, and mm-hmm. so many things so you guys I cannot recommend getting a reading enough because it gets very very specific and unique to like who you are
1: um Mm -hmm.
0: so uh i wanted to ask really quick and and then i wanted to talk about the different like the six archetypes is it archetypes or profiles
1: Profiles? um well there's yeah there's the six profiles like the numbers Uh yeah and yeah
0: so i wanted to dive into that but before i do i want to talk about the difference between like a defined and open um and you know like the different gates and energy centers like what's the difference Mm -hmm. between defined and open.
1: Yeah. So this is, I think this is something that's incredibly helpful to have wisdom around too, and just awareness around, um, cause there's no good or bad on these, but it's just knowing your, the difference in your body. And so, yeah, so our energy centers, if you were to look at your chart, there's these different shapes that are, that make it up. And those are our different energy centers and they're either going to be colored in, which means defined, or they're going to be white, which is undefined. And so when a center is colored in, um, and defined, that just means that that's something that's like set in or inherent in you and isn't as open to changing. So it's a center that you can rely on, um, for consistent source of whatever that is. So like your sacral center, if that's defined, that's like, you have a consistent source of energy if you're using it in the correct ways, or if you have a defined throat, like you're someone who is, it's correct for you to be like sharing things and speaking things out. And then um, with the undefined centers, those are where you have more fluidity and flexibility, and like you can pick things up easier from other people, but also borrow the wisdom and like try out different ways of being, um, depending on who you're around and like how their centers are defined. And so, having that knowledge around, like like if for instance, if you have a open solar plexus, that's where our emotions live. Um, you might be more susceptible to picking up emotions from people around you or amplifying the emotions of people around you rather than being someone who sets the emotional tone. And I'd say the beauty of that is like, you get to be this person who reflects uh, and is very empathic and like reflects emotions back to people. um, especially when you're coming from a place of health and awareness around that. But if you're not aware of it, or if you notice yourself feeling like highly emotional or very like sad or, angry it's good to know that if that center is open you're like oh wait a minute let me take a step back I might just be picking stuff up from other people right now or I've been around too many crowds or I watched a really sad movie or whatever it might be and just knowing that then you can release that and it's not yours to carry and that's maybe where that's coming from so um, yeah it goes like that and that correlates to each of the different centers depending on what they're about.
0: Okay. Good to know. And one thing that you mentioned was that reflectors, all of their centers are open. Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm. Is there
0: other, like, can you have all of your centers open and not be a reflector or is that only reflectors that have all of their centers open?
1: It's only reflectors. There are some I mean, there's some like mental projectors only have their top two, um, their head and their Ajna center defined. And then the rest of their bodies open. So some projectors can have like really open, um, designs but then and I've even seen some generators honestly that have only had like two or three centers defined, and you think of them as being like really lit up and like having everything in their chart colored in but um yeah it's just that their sacral center and maybe like one or two others are colored in so again each each chart is so different but um yeah it is just helpful to know that openness and like where you have the susceptibilities to picking stuff up especially in like partnerships or families or relationships like Um, yeah, it's learning my mom's type has been mine. And it later in life has been so fascinating. Like, oh my gosh, this makes so much sense for why (laughs) so many things were the way that they were growing up. And like, I truly wish we both had this knowledge and wisdom then, because I think it would have made things a lot easier. I I mean, I love my mom, but we, yeah, it was just, I think my super strong, intense energy and personality was really hard for her very open, sensitive Mm -hmm. design. She's a projector with a lot of open centers and it just, yeah, I, I like, I have so much more sympathy for her now because I'm like, oh, that must have been so hard <laughs> for her to try to raise me. Um, but I don't think she also knew how to, like, what to do sometimes with my emotions. And then that was hard for me too. So, yeah. I mm-hmm.
0: think this is a great tool for just the self awareness and like, mm-hmm. help you not only understand yourself better, but like your relationships with others too. Yeah. I think it's super yeah. empowering, which is why I love mm-hmm. it. So, I want to dive into the six different profiles. Um, Because I know people are probably seeing these numbers and they have no meaning um, to them. So can you just briefly walk through the six different profiles? Like, what what are the six different profiles? What do they mean? And like the you don't have to go through all the different combinations, but like there's one in front, one behind. Mm -hmm. Just give us a general overview of the profile.
1: Yeah. So the profile is is kind of like our archetype for living, and like it's how we best learn and receive information and process it and then also kind of share that with others so I'd say this is really it's helpful for this to know even like your learning style for in school and growing up but then also too in like in work and how to um how you best um you like almost like your work style in some ways and so there yeah there's the six different um numbers um and then those combine to make 12 profiles um and so each number means something on its own and then Um, the first, like the first number in your profile is kind of the one that's more conscious and aware to you. And then the second number is what other people sort of perceive in you. And then they, they obviously like work together to create a profile. So we won't go through all those, but yeah, briefly the different, um, numbers are one is the investigator. So people with ones in their profile, they love to like get to the bottom of things and like really like study and research and like find out as many details as possible like it helps them to feel more confident once they have as much information as possible um the 2 is the hermit um which the names are all kind of funny so mm-hmm. you don't have to pay too much attention to that but twos are people who have like a sense of inherent giftedness in them and just are have they're really knowledgeable about things or wise in ways that they can't even understand or explain. But people really like see that in them and see them as these wise people that they want to go to for advice. And they do really well like the way that they hone their skills is by allowing themselves to stay stay self-absorbed in their process and kind of like retreat and like um do things on their own. And it doesn't necessarily translate to introvert necessarily but they are just like they do well when they're learning like on their own pace and not with other people over their shoulders. Three is the martyr and there are people who like need to try out a bunch of things firsthand. So they're like, they want to jump into life, like see what works, see what doesn't. They, they learn from trying and either succeeding or failing. And so they just need to learn how to like reframe failures as things that like, oh, I learned something from this. And then how can I, what can I take from it and pivot and like, um, do differently in the future. And so like, for instance, with three kids who have threes in their profile, like parents should encourage them to try out lots of different things like, do you want to do this sport? Do you want to try that, like be in theater and just let them learn from like, Oh, okay. You didn't like that. Like why? And then what, how can we do that differently? So, um, four is the, is the opportunist. And so those are kind of, they're like the people people. And so they're really good at forming close relationships. Um, they're almost like natural networkers. Like they a lot of their opportunities in life will come from the close relationships in their life. Um, So yeah, they're all, it's like, they're, they need to nurture those relationships because that's a really key component of how they'll get opportunities or how they'll best um, learn or like have new things presented to them. Um, Fives are the heretics and they're, they're kind of, um, they have this like very capable save the day energy to them that other people gravitate towards and want to go to them for like advice or to help them with things. And so, yeah, they just present as these people who know how to fix things or um, improve things. And so it's, for them, it's about like learning to know, uh, for fives, I'd say it's especially important to know what your other number is because that's how you then feel confident. Like if you have, like you're a one five, like you're you're someone who needs to feel really confident about all the information before you go to help someone. And it's just making sure that you don't feel the need to like have to help out everybody who comes across your path and that you can like differentiate between what feels right for you or what doesn't by listening to your, um, authority. And then six is the role model, which is one of the most dynamic ones. You have a six in your profile, um, because the six is the only one that they live their life in like these three different chapters almost or cycles. And so the first part of their life, which is. Um, from birth till uh, their Saturn return. So around like 28 to 30 ish in there, it, they live their life as a three. So they're like, they should be trying lots of things and experimenting and learning that way. And then the second stage of their life. So from about 30 to 50 is they go a little bit more inward and introspective. They kind of take the stuff that they've learned from the first part of their life and um, incorporate that and like try to figure out what what it all means. And like just gain that wisdom and like, um, infuse it into their life. And then after age 50, they enter like a new stage of being more outward with their life and, um, emerges this very kind of like wise leader that people go to and naturally want to like, um, gain information from. Um, and that's like when they're contributing almost the most to society or outward. And so I just, I love reading for people who have sixes because it's even just a reminder, even if I don't have a six in mind that like our life is not at its most productive at age 30 or 40 or whatnot. Like there's so many people who still have so many seasons of life of like producing and, um, contributing. And even if you're doing, yeah, like you could go your whole life and be like, I just feel like being internal or inward and doing all this stuff. And then if I don't, do something more outward till later, like that's totally okay. And that's normal too. And so it's just a, it's an interesting um, number, but yeah. And then each, like I said, each of them kind of have when they are in a profile together, then that means something, but it still is helpful just to know like the basic of each of numbers and you can Mm -hmm. learn about that depending on what's in your profile.
0: I love that. So when I wanted to tell you something when I when we got our reading, I was kind of in this moment where I wasn't very clear on like what my next step was. And I was in this moment where there was my current like, you know, like career path and and phase that I was in was causing me a lot of frustration. But then Mm -hmm. there was like this stubbornness in me that was just like, you gotta power through it. This is like a growing pain. Like, you know what I mean? Like you just gotta go through it. And but there was other areas that were presenting opportunities that were coming into my life that mm-hmm. were bringing me a lot of joy that were really fun to do but necessarily like I didn't know what, what the next step beyond that was mm, right yeah. and after having our call I got so much clarity I was like oh I just got to follow that that joy <sighs> yes, and that path yeah. and like and do that and it it almost like gave me permission To Mm -hmm. just start following the things that really bring me joy and that I really love. And I got so much clarity after our call. Like um, after that reading, I was just like, I know now. (laughs) Like I can start talking about it. I can start, I can, I can be okay with it and, and not just kind of like deny it. You know what I mean? And that was something that I think is so beneficial with having your own personal reading, because if you're in that stage of your life where you might feel confused or you don't know what the next step is. Mm-hmm. I think getting a reading can provide so much clarity and helpfulness and guiding you, and being able to just listen to your own intuition too. Yeah,
1: you know? totally. Oh, that makes me so happy because it is this like permission slip that I think so many of us hold back on certain things that we know deep down, like we know that our like we want to go after that or do that, and it's like you need. I I almost don't like that we need tools or someone else to give us that permission. My hope mm-hmm. is that in however many years this will all be obsolete because we'll be so like dialed into what we want that we don't need this. But for now, like, yeah, that's what it's done for me too. Is like, it's honored the fact that when I've been excited about something now I can know like, Oh, physiologically, that's my body's way of telling me that I have enough energy to proceed with that. And you can use that for plans. Like I now do that all the time. I'm like, no, I don't really feel excited about that. Like someone invited me to do that. And I'm like, there's a reason why I don't feel like pulled towards it. And so I'm going to say no and honor that because it's not going to be for my greatest good or the greatest good of everybody involved. And so Mm -hmm. you like, it sounds so simplistic, but it really is just following your joy. So the fact that like, if someone's asking you to do something or join in with like a project or, and if you're feeling yourself be like, yes, that sounds so fun. Or I'd love to do that. Like, that's all you need to know to say, yes, like that is right for you. And there's something in that frustration of like, when you find yourself being like, I don't like this, or I'm not feeling lit up. Like, that's not where you should be. That's not where you're going to best thrive or give the best of yourself and your energy to the people around you too. So it's really to not just your best interest, but truly to everyone around you that you follow after those things, because that is, yeah, that is what's right for you and, um, how you're going to most thrive. So, um, I love that
0: also just to clarify, I mean, something that could bring you joy right now, Mm -hmm.
1: um,
0: and, and draw you to it because like that, that's how it was like four years ago, like what I was doing really brought me joy. And then I noticed after four years, it started causing a lot more frustration than joy. And Mm -hmm. other things started to bring me joy. And sometimes I think we have a hard time of like letting go things Mm -hmm. and realizing that they were there for a reason and for a season and to learn from and and to just help you in your involvement of your your next step of your highest self. And that was me personally, like I was having a hard time of like letting go because I was like, I put so much work and Mm -hmm. so much effort into this area of my life. And now it's not bringing me joy. Like, is that just me not being, you know, like, and I was like yeah. doubting myself. And after having our reading, I was just like, no, like, this is just me following my path of what's next for me
1: and, yes. and helping
0: me evolve. So I absolutely yeah. love that.
1: That's a good point, too, of like that it's, it, we need to be open to knowing things can shift and that's how we can pay attention. And, but the hard part is, is that our brains do want to make sense of it, or it's like mm-hmm. we either feel guilty about leaving something that we were supposed to be doing or thought we should be doing, or we're confused as to why we feel led to something that we can't rationalize or like explain away or see the long-term plan of. And that's been really hard for me because I'm a planner and I'm like, but I want to know what this is leading to. And it does make the journey scary, but it also makes it so fun and beautiful when you can just trust and be like, I don't have to worry about figuring it all out. All that matters is that I'm paying attention to this right now. And there's a reason why I'm being pulled to that. Like there's either going to be a lesson for me to learn an opportunity or it's going to keep unfolding into next steps and make things clear. And so it's just about like following those breadcrumbs of like delight mm-hmm. and going after it. Cause it is leading to something.
0: And it's true. And it's like, you can't see the path right now, but like 10 mm-hmm. years from now, you can look back and be like, Oh, it those, make all, those <laughs> are all the puzzle pieces that I needed to just put together to get to the next step. So yeah. I think like being able to trust your intuition is absolutely amazing. So I feel like I could talk on this topic <laughs> forever because it, it's so interesting and so fascinating. But I mm-hmm. wanted to ask for the people that are listening that are like, I instantly got an interest in human design, like myself. Oh. Um, what are, you know, like where can they find you? Where they can they get a reading from you, specifically if they want their own personal reading? Um, can you share all of the good?
1: Yes, for sure. So I'm over on Instagram at go high deaf, Um, and over there, I definitely share, you know, stuff about human design or just general, like enjoyment life tips. Um, <laughs> and then I, on my website, which is highdeafhumans.com, Um, there's an overview of like all the main types and the authorities. So like, you can go there and just like look up your type and at least get some basic information. I also have a blog, but like, I try to put out practical information about. I have some freebies, et cetera. So those are all things like if you just want to dip your toe in and learn a little bit about human design. But yeah, if you want to go deeper, I do customized guides. So like a, it's like a 20 page plus PDF. That's a full breakdown of everything in your chart. Um, And so that's like, if you just want the digital guide to read through on your own, and then I do one hour readings that like goes in depth um, about your design. And obviously that's more interactive. Like I can address certain questions that people have or um, give more specific like guidance based off of your human design. Um, and so, yeah. And then I, the, I wanted to be able to offer something to your listeners. And so with the, cause the reading is just like, you can do a reading on your own. We'd record it, you can save it and look back at it. Um, but it's really helpful to have the, the guide, I think too, to like, cause it's, there's so much information to that we don't even get to cover in a one hour call. So, um, if people do book a reading, um, usually there's an add-on for the, like you have to pay for the, the guide separately. And so if people want both of those together, they can just use the code high vibe. Um, and it. they'll <laughs> be able to get a, a free guide with the, along with the reading too, but they can okay. always just do each one individually. The
0: guide was amazing. Like I've read there's so <laughs> much there. I definitely recommend. Cause I, I felt like a, after our call, there was a lot of things that we, we still like didn't cover because it's yeah, so it's, in depth but I felt like I had more of an understanding to be able to read it and understand it where if I just had the Mm -hmm. guide, I wouldn't have understood like anything. Yeah, a lot of people
1: end up, a lot of people buy the guide and then end up doing a reading later Mm -hmm. because it's like, I think once they've sat, I mean, some people that's like, this is perfect. That's all I need. But once you've sat with it, you're like either questions come up or you're like, I want to dive deeper or whatnot. So um, yeah, I think it's helpful to get both together of course but whatever people are interested in is great for them
0: amazing so I will link everything in the show notes thank you so much Sarah for your time Um, thank you Tori like I
1: I learned so much again on this call so thank you so much yeah well thanks for having me I could talk about it all day too and I'm (laughs) excited for what the future brings for you can't wait to watch
0: Thank you so much for tuning in and being a part of the high vibe community. If you loved this episode, I would be so grateful if you could leave a review or take a screenshot and share it with a friend. So more women can find this podcast for more on me, visit Torinishino.com or find me on social media just by searching my name until next time, friends live your high vibe life.